With one hand, we reach back to the tried and tested principles which have dethroned principalities and powers. And with the other, we reach forward to the purpose, the power of God for a new generation. to talk to you about the gospel. Now, you know what gospel is, of course, good news. But what I've discovered is the American church has no idea what the gospel is because they never preach it. They don't teach it. They don't talk about it. I don't understand because it is everything that Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the epistles and the book of Revelation are about. It's all about the gospel. Everybody say that. The gospel of Calvary. So the gospel is what? Good news. So we're going to talk about the good news of Calvary. And the good news is he didn't stay there. The stone got rolled away. He got up. Mary, go and tell. The Son of God is risen. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive if you believe it shout now and well john 15 12 says jesus said this is my commandment that you love one another as i have loved you now i need to ask you a question did he hold anything back on that angry mean biting being called calvary then why do we think it's okay to judge our neighbor and treat others some other way than the way we would want to be treated? Verse 13, greater love, here it is, has no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Shout love one another. Shout love one another. Now don't turn away from your spouse while you do it. Look right at him and say love one another. Here is the good news of Calvary. Ashton alluded to it. Number one, Jesus loves me. <laughs> nana, nana, boo, boo. Jesus loves me. Well, I don't care much for you. Jesus <laughs> loves me. He thinks I am all that. This is so outdated. Please don't laugh at me. He thinks I'm all that in a bag of chips. He thinks I'm what? I'm top tier. Shove your neighbor and say, Jesus thinks you're top tier. Come on, tell him. You're not, you're not middle shelf or whatever it is. Tell him you're top tier. Jesus proclaimed powerfully and profoundly his love from you from the cross of Calvary. Years I spent in vanity and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified, knowing not it was for me he died, 
at Calvary. Oh, the love that drew salvation's plan. Oh, the love that brought it down to man. Oh, the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary. Mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. It's the hinge upon which the door of all human history swings. It's the pivot round about which all the events of the ages revolve. It's the fulcrum of God's grand and glorious lever 4,000 years in the crafting where one man on one tree on one Friday pried a fallen world from Satan's diabolical grip. I'm speaking, of course, about the cross of Calvary. Rough and rugged it was, mangled and mean. It is there at the intersection of those two rough-hewn wooden beams that we look with horrified wonder upon the raw veracity of the love of God. Now this cosmic crossroads sits atop a skull-shaped hill. It was just outside a garbage dump in a troubled backwater city on the periphery of the vast Roman Empire. Just a spot. Look now on that center stake. There hangs a bleeding, wheezing, sighing, crying, solitary figure. The Prince of God. Alone, abandoned, spat upon, beaten, whipped as no mortal had ever been persecuted. Calvary. Calvary is the central message of all Christianity. The Old Testament seers, they prophesied about it. New Testament believers proclaimed it throughout the world. It is the irrefutable evidence of God's incandescent holiness and his immeasurable love. There is no Christianity, plain and simple. There has never been, there will never be a true Christianity without Calvary's cross. It is the hallmark, the amen of God to an authentic life-giving gospel. So I've got a lofty aim. I, I want to help us recalibrate our thinking so that we can place Calvary back at the epicenter 
of our faith where it belongs and prayerfully we'll gain a true understanding of the Prince of God, Jesus of Nazareth, the awful price he paid to make you whole, spirit, soul, and body, and all that pertains to life and godliness, and not only to make you whole, but to make you his. One thing is for certain. There is no triumphant culture shaking gospel of Jesus Christ without the cross of Calvary. Romans chapter number eight, Romans chapter number eight, verse 15. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery. Stop. Notice he said spirit. There are some people that are slaves living in the land of the free and the home of the brave. There are some folk in slavery right now in this room watching me, listening to me in Elkhart, Indiana. You are enslaved by your own ambition. You are enslaved to ungodly images on a screen. You are enslaved in the captivity of your own mind. You are enslaved by the opinions of those around you. That is a spirit of slavery. We've set free 50,000 men and women with arm and leg shackles, shackling them to a tree. Their breasts cut off because they named the name of Christ. Men of working age with their left hand cut off so that they can work still with their right hand. They are enslaved. Some are in slavery to their past. Some in the fear of their future and equal slavery. Some enslaved to fear. But I got great gospel news from the cross. He that the Son makes free is free indeed. Free in your mind, free in your body, free in your future, free from your past. Thank God you're free. He said, you didn't receive a spirit of slavery. But of adoption through which you cry, Abba, Father, Abba. Daddy, Abba, Papa, Abba, my own dear Father. Please do not place him in the category of most of your earthly fathers. Regardless of how great they may have been or absent they may have been, 
There has never been a father like Abba. A 16-month-year-old, I know because I spent tear-filled hour after agonizing hour attempting to get my son to look at me, to make eye contact with me, trying to get him to say, Dada. The doctor said he never would. Now he's become very proficient at it. Dad, you got any money? In English, we look for that word. Dada. Mama. In ancient Palestine, in Aramaic, they looked for that baby. Not to say dada or mama, but ab, 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 abba, abba, abba. How amazing that God reduced himself to put his name in the mouthpiece of a 16-month-old infant child. Brennan Manning, a former Franciscan priest, Miss Joni's favorite author, <clears throat> told a story. He said, I will never forget my experience at a retreat many years ago. It was a retreat attended by over 7,000 people. He said, about 3 o'clock in the morning, of course, I was in my bed, but I heard a rap at my door, and then I heard a very faint little voice Brennan, can I talk to you? He opened the door and found a 78-year-old nun. She was weeping. She said, I've never told any living person what I want to tell you this morning. I've never uttered it to a living human being in my entire life. It started when I was five years old. Five. To this precious nun. It had been 73 years. She continued. My daddy took off all of his clothing and he slid in my bed. He told me <clears throat> to let him touch me there and that I should touch him there. He said, our family doctor had told him that's what daddies and little girls do. When I was nine, he took my virginity. 
By the time I was 12 years of age, I was familiar with every kind of sexual perversion that you read about in dirty books. You have any idea how dirty I feel? Do you have any idea the hatred that I carry for my father and the shame that I carry for myself? I, I would sneak away from communion at every opportunity unless my presence would be obvious to everyone if I wasn't there. So he prayed for her, and he asked her if she would agree to do this very simple exercise. That every day, before she did anything else, she would find a quiet place in the morning for the next 30 days close her eyes, uplift her palms, and pray this single phrase over and over. Abba, Daddy, Papa, I belong to you. It's very interesting what Carrie shared at the beginning of this service, everything is prophetic. She was talking about you say his name when you breathe in and you breathe out. There is a rhythm to your breathing. If you ever had throat cancer, as I was attacked with, they work very, very, very hard with you on your breathing. <laughs> I found out it's like really important to keep breathing. Those words carry within them the exact healthy rhythm of human breathing. What did she say? I'll teach you tonight that Jesus' name came from an Old Testament name, which was Joshua. But Joshua's name was not originally Joshua. It was Hosea. The H was added, which represents Jehovah. You cannot say yod Hey vav Hey without breath. So think of that the next time you sing, you are the breath I breathe. So you inhale, Abba. Abba, exhale, I belong to you. Inhale, Abba, I belong to you. Abba, I belong to you. So that 78-year-old nun, through her tears, agreed to do for 30 days every morning. At the end of the 30 days, she wrote a very moving follow-up letter describing the amazing healing that had come to her. 
the complete, unwavering forgiveness of her demonically brutal father and the inward peace that she had not known for 73 years. She concluded her letter with these words. A year ago, I would have signed this letter with my given religious proper name, Sister Mary Genevieve. She said, I don't sign anything that way anymore. I just sign Abba's little girl. Every head bowed, every eye closed. This is the message of the gospel of Calvary. That no matter what you've been through, no matter what has gone down, no matter who has done what to you, or those who have done nothing for you. I want to introduce you to the Abba of Calvary. The only one in all of time who gave his life for you. And this morning, his message to you from that bloody, mangled beam on that lonely hillside outside of Jerusalem with his body covered in blood I love you. I'm doing this for you. I don't love the person in front of you. I don't love that person that you perceive is so good. Well, I don't even love the church. I don't even love the world. Until we understand that Jesus loves us. Everyone, you personally, so much that he climbed on that tree. He allowed nails to part sinew and flesh. His body jerked spasmodically, quivering up again, down again, up again, down again, attempting to get a breath. And today, he wants to give his breath to you. All you have to do is accept him. All you have to do is pray that one prayer, Abba, I belong to you. 
He'll wrap his loving arms around you. He'll erase your past. He'll make your present make sense. And he'll give you a future that is beyond your comprehension. That's who he is. That's why he came. That's what he does. And I don't care what social media has said to you. I don't care how many times a parent may have called you stupid or dumb. I don't care what some elementary school teacher that should never be around a child said to you. It makes no difference to him today because today his blood can make you whole. Everybody look at me just a moment. I have a watch. I have a watch. It's a really nice watch. I would never pay for it, but somebody gave it to me and put it on my arm. So I've been wearing it now for 45 years. What it proves to me is very simple. If it gets broken, I'm at a loss. If you see, I don't even keep the time on it. I, I have a cell phone. And to tell you the truth, I don't even know how to set it. That's the truth. So if it gets broken, believe me, I can't fix it. And neither can they. I have a watch and that proves one thing. Somewhere, there's a watchmaker. And if it gets broken, he knows how to fix it. Somewhere, in heaven above, is that Jesus that was there on creation's dawning morning. And I loved what Ashton brought to us on Wednesday night. He is El Roy. <laughs> I've preached on over 100 different names of God. I never knew that one. Thank you. El Roy. It's only mentioned one time in the entirety of the Bible. El Roy. When a single Mother, an Egyptian slave, a concubine, gave birth to a son named Ishmael. And Sarah, Abram's wife, who had caused the situation to begin with, drove her into the wilderness, there to die. And God spoke to her. And God came to her, and she called him El Roy. I have been seen by the God who sees me. Guess what? He sees you today. He sees you. 
He knows what's gone down. He knows where you've been, where you haven't been, what you've done, what you haven't done. And you know what he says to all of it? Just call me Abba. Just let me be your daddy. And in my own blood, I'll wash every sin away and you'll be as free as the morning breeze. You wake up tomorrow knowing you're as sure for heaven as if you were already there. Now every head bowed and every eye closed because somebody wants to make him Abba today. And remember, Jesus' name came from Joshua, second only to David in his might and strength and warring character. He was no pushover. That's your Abba. He'll get between you and every adversary, between you and every sin, between you and every temptation, between you and every attack, between you and every sickness and disease. He will be your Abba. But you'll have to let him be. I'm gonna give you that opportunity right now. I'm gonna count to three. When I say three, you wanna accept him as Abba. Now listen to me. I preached about the love of God today. An evangelist friend of mine held a five-day meeting. The first four nights, he preached on the wrath of God. He preached on hell. He preached on who was going to hell and why. And he gave the altar call. People flooded the altar. But on the final night, he decided to preach on the love of God. He preached about Abba, I suppose. A God who loves you regardless and wants to give you eternal life. He preached on the love of God. When it came to the close of his message, although the previous four nights he had begged, he had pleaded, he had wept, he had cried, people came to the altar. But when he preached on the love of God, he opened the altar, excuse me, he opened his Bible, he preached that word, he closed his Bible, put it on the platform desk, walked out the back door, gave no one an opportunity to pray. And he said this when he was asked why. If they won't respond to the love of God, the fear of God will never keep them. It's only that love, that unconditional love, that unbridled love, that unfathomable love that will keep you close to God. So I give you that opportunity now. I don't care what's gone down. I don't care what's happened to you. Right now, in this moment, from a bleeding cross, 
He is saying, let me be your Abba. I gave my life for you. I'm the only one qualified to save you. Not only from the wrath to come in eternity, but save you right now, today, right there where you live. And I will take you and I will love you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, I can do it myself. I don't need anybody to love me. How's that working out for you? This is it on three. Don't confuse the love of men for the love of God. The love of men is weak and anemic and is mostly lust and has nothing to do with love. How do you know the difference in lust and love? Love sacrifices itself for the benefit of another. That's what Jesus did. He gave his life for you. He rose from the dead and he can change your life today. Let him do it. On three, raise that hand. On three, type in the word save. Hundreds and hundreds of you online. Type in that word there at Elkhart, here in Columbus. On three, raise that hand. This is it. Eternity waits on no one. On three, raise that hand. Make him your Abba today. He's waiting to lavish his love and forgiveness on your life. Do it now. One, two, three. Raise that hand. Leave it up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Raise that hand. Come on. Raise that hand. Type in the word save. Raise that hand and leave it up while we pray. While we pray, raise that hand and leave it up. Do it now. Do it now. If you raised it, you can't do it secretly. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you born a sinner and I have committed sins. I believe you loved me enough to die for me to receive my penalty in your own body on the tree. Jesus, I accept you today. I believe in you. I confess you as my personal savior. Forgive me and give me eternal life and let me know beyond all doubt I am your child. You are my Abba. Thank you for doing for me what no human could ever do. Thank you for forgiving me and for loving me and for giving me eternal life. I'm going to live for you as you show me how. It feels so good to know you're my Abba. I could almost shout. Oh, why not? Sing it one time. Saves, our Jesus saves, our Jesus saves, 
Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.